The coronavirus outbreak in Washington state has not yet reached the peak that some public health officials anticipate, but already ICU physicians like Mike Holmes are grappling with a dearth of necessary supplies. Yeah, the CDC has suggested we can use them up to five uses, whatever that means. And most people think that to mean about five days, but you still run into an issue. As soon as, as, soon as you breathe through this mask, particles have gotten stuck to it. Um, you can't be sure that when you touch the front of it, touch any side of it to put it back on your face, you're not contaminating yourself again. So, so to me, I think the single biggest thing that would help would be if we had the ability to, to have a new one of these masks and, um, and you know, clean, clean face shield, clean PPE every time we go and see one of these patients. Holmes, who works at Swedish Medical Center in Seattle, spoke with GeekWire civic editor Monica Nicholsberg. So what's your plan for the next few days? Are you worried about contracting the virus? Seeing some of our colleagues get incredibly sick, um, and I haven't personally had any colleagues die yet, but I, I know several people who have seen that happen as well. I don't know a single person who's working in an ICU in Seattle right now who isn't terrified of this thing. And yet there is more to this story, and it's a bright spot in an otherwise grim situation. I'm GeekWire editor Todd Bishop, and coming up on this episode of the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast, we'll explain how tech giants and tech workers are using their resources, connections, and ingenuity to address this critical shortage of personal protective equipment amid the COVID-19 crisis. GeekWire's Health Tech Podcast is sponsored by Primera Blue Cross, providing comprehensive health benefits and tailored services to approximately 2 million people, from individuals to Fortune 100 companies. Learn more about how Primera is innovating in healthcare at Primera.com slash innovation. Hi, everybody. It's GeekWire editor Todd Bishop, and I'm joined by Monica Nicholsberg, GeekWire civic editor. Hi, Monica. Hi, Todd. Thanks for having me. So you were just telling me that it was refreshing today because you got to cover a story that kind of lifted your heart a little bit. It was positive in the midst of all of this negative news that we're dealing with in the COVID-19 crisis. Tell us about the story to get us started. Yeah, you know, after weeks of covering this really dire situation in Washington, it was inspiring to see some of the proactive steps that the tech and business community are taking to address a real need. And that need is a a serious shortage of personal protective equipment for healthcare workers who are on the front lines of this crisis. You talked not only with the tech companies, but with Mike Holmes, the ICU physician that we heard in the intro to the show. Tell us a little bit more about the situation that they're facing. So in an ideal world, every healthcare professional who was treating patients in an ICU who appeared to have COVID-19 would have very comprehensive protective equipment to keep them from contracting the virus. What Mike Holmes, this ICU physician, told me is we're nowhere near an ideal world, and we're not really even at a sufficient world. Everyone should have the type of fitted mask that prevents particles from getting into their body and and giving them the virus. But they have such a shortage that one-time-use masks are being used over and over again, and hospitals everywhere are looking at their supply of this protective equipment dwindle and thinking we're going to run out soon and we don't have a backup plan. And this is one of the underlying crises within the crisis, this whole issue of healthcare facilities not having enough beds, not having enough respirators. 
not having enough to treat all of the patients that they've already seen overseas in Europe and Asia, and we expect to see essentially overflowing the hospitals soon here in the United States. This is specifically about the protective equipment, and you write about a series of initiatives, separate initiatives that have in some cases come together to try and address this problem. Tell us about what you found out. One of the striking things was that in a very short period of time, big companies and individuals and entrepreneurs have mobilized and thought creatively about the access point that they have to be able to get more of this gear in the hands of Washington healthcare workers. There's a global shortage and the traditional channels that these materials might come through are just kind of backlogged. So in one case, there was an individual who works for Google who got a text from their college roommate who works in an ICU saying, how can I amplify this need online? And this technologist, Rachel Popkin, quickly put up a website, findthemasks.com, and in six days, 1,300 hospitals around the country signed up and said they would be willing to accept donations. In Rachel's case, they had this aha moment when they realized that they had a box of N95 masks, kind of the gold standard of masks for healthcare professionals, in their basement. They'd bought them during the really bad wildfire season in the Pacific Northwest two years ago. And they realized there are probably a lot of people all over the world close to hospitals that have small supplies of this gear. And if there was just a technology platform to connect those folks with the hospitals that need them, then we could address this gap while the broader supply chain adjusts to this new reality. I know that that's just one effort. And in fact, they ended up joining forces with another site, right, called getusppe.org. Right. PPE standing for personal protective equipment that was created by healthcare professionals around the world. And in yeah, just a matter of days, the organization of volunteers that Rachel created ended up supplying the back end infrastructure for that broader effort. So really creative things happening there. And then another initiative that was really interesting that started this week is organized around the hashtag masks for WA masks for Washington. This is a group of entrepreneurs and people in the business community who have personal and professional ties to Chinese manufacturers who are able to get them now that those Chinese factories are starting to open up again. We're able to get a small supply directed to Seattle where these folks live. So they're crowdfunding on a GoFundMe page to try to get enough money to get thousands of masks to Seattle very quickly through their personal connections. So those are more grassroots efforts. I was really struck by what you wrote about Microsoft because they leveraged their global connections to get a bunch of masks to their own home state. That's right. Microsoft was a really early mover here, and they were able to get thousands of masks delivered to Washington. They're also supplying school lunches for families whose kids are out of school and doing other stuff in the community to just try to help mitigate some of the consequences of this really unprecedented situation. Along the same lines, Apple CEO Tim Cook and Tesla CEO Elon Musk have both been leading efforts to secure masks. So you have a number of different tech companies trying to leverage their connections around the world to bring masks to places in the U.S. where they can make a difference. But for Amazon, the story is a little bit different. And we'll get into that right after the break. This season of the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast is presented by Primera Blue Cross. At Primera, we talk about what we do all day. We offer access to healthcare. The card in the pocket allows people to go get access to healthcare. 
Dr. John Espinola is Executive Vice President of Healthcare Services for Primera Blue Cross. The challenge we have is that we know that the healthcare that they get access to doesn't work as well as it could. So we have a duty at Primera to make healthcare work better. That's our job. We give people access to healthcare, yet we give them access to something that's subpar. We have a moral and fiduciary obligation to do better. We're going to do it in partnership with those who may touch the moment of care. Providers, innovators, entrepreneurs, all of these are going to help us move in the direction we need to to make healthcare work better. We're bold enough to take the risk to try to do something that'll make a difference and learn from it and be better along the way. To find out more, visit Primera.com slash innovation. Welcome back. You're listening to GeekWire's Health Tech Podcast. It's Todd Bishop, and I'm talking with Monica Nicholsberg, GeekWire's civic editor, who's been covering efforts by people in the tech community to get their hands on masks and other important equipment for healthcare professionals. Amazon's in kind of a different spot, right? Right. Amazon is in a very unique position in this crisis, one that I don't think any other corporation really parallels. Because they're the go-to place that people think about to order stuff online, with thousands of people now staying home and trying to avoid going to stores, Amazon is just completely inundated with orders. And they're hiring 100,000 warehouse workers to keep up. But they're also fielding criticism from politicians and labor activists who say that they're not doing enough to protect their warehouse workers from the virus itself. So they've actually placed an order for millions of masks, according to an email that Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos sent to his employees last weekend. That order hasn't been fulfilled. And he said, rightly, all the masks are going to healthcare professionals right now. So we'll kind of wait in line for our turn. But it's really fascinating to watch how they're trying to balance competing interests and serve everyone in this crisis. Right. Because on the one hand, you've got the frontline healthcare workers who clearly need it. And Jeff Bezos is acknowledging that. But on the other hand, you've got this fulfillment network and distribution system. And one of the concerns is that they may end up inadvertently spreading the disease if their warehouse workers, their fulfillment center workers, somehow contaminate the packages that are going around the country. And at the same time, as you said, they are being criticized for not doing enough in the view of some legislators to protect the safety of their own workers. Right. And we should say that the Experts think the risk of a package transmitting the disease to a customer is pretty low, not impossible, but not super likely. But there is also just a concern of transmission between warehouse workers in these facilities. It's also a little unclear how much masks would help those workers. The healthcare professionals that I spoke with said that the main value of a surgical mask is it prevents someone who's already sick potentially from infecting other people if they were to cough, you know, it would contain that. But it only really works if they're also obsessively washing their hands and practicing other measures that all of us are doing to try to reduce transmission. So the surgical masks, so the idea of basically a piece of fabric over your nose and mouth versus the N95 masks, which are a form of filtration of the air? Right. The N95 masks provide more protection, and that's why it's really critical that those go to healthcare professionals. And that's where the most acute shortage is being felt right now, in my understanding. So it's interesting. All of these are efforts to procure existing masks. Is there any indication that folks here in Washington State, I don't know, like Boeing or other manufacturers might actually try and take President Trump up on his encouragement to manufacture personal protective equipment for this crisis? 
I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see that in the coming days or weeks in Washington state. I haven't seen any initiatives launched yet, but I have seen some more grassroots efforts, including sewing groups that are sewing cloth masks to help with that shortage. Monica, we said at the beginning that this was an uplifting story for you to report on. And I know people who read the story will also be able to see how the community is coming together. What really struck you about these initiatives and why did it bring a a little bit of a bright spot to your day? The proactive approach that people are taking to come up with creative solutions to global challenges just feels like a very distinctly Seattle and Washington thing. There's this phrase that sometimes gets bounced around in the tech community that Seattle is the Silicon Valley of saving the world. We've got a lot of research institutions here, um, a lot of philanthropy, and a lot of people who I do think just genuinely want to use their innovative talents for good. So it just encouraged me to see that playing out amid all this really kind of bleak news. And we also saw it actually in a different way a couple weeks ago when researchers who were involved in the Seattle flu study were among the first to really grasp the severity of this issue and to identify the first cases here and to start testing and sort of get into some jousting with the federal government about whether or not they should be testing. So in a lot of ways, we've been the front lines of this particular crisis, both the initial epicenter in the U.S., and also the efforts to combat it. And it is cool to see how these companies that are normally focused on software and digital technology are really getting down to the basics here and trying to get a hold of these masks and other equipment. Agreed. I'm looking forward to seeing how some of these efforts play out in the next few days and weeks. Monica, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for listening to the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast. Find Monica Nicholsberg's story and see more episodes at geekwire.com slash health tech and subscribe to GeekWire Health Tech in your favorite podcast app. Follow our ongoing coverage of coronavirus and its impact on Seattle and the tech industry at geekwire.com and look for our live updates for the latest news. Thanks to our sponsor of Health Tech Season 4, Primera Blue Cross. You can find out more about their work at primera.com slash innovation. I'm GeekWire editor Todd Bishop. Be well and check back soon for another episode of the GeekWire Health Tech Podcast.